We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Young Katie, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> okay. No, but before that, can you can we talk about that that, that name is, is like has now stuck because now now listeners now refer to Katie as young Katie. Yeah, yeah. she's young Katie. <laughs> but but what, what is that echo? Who's got the echo? It's probably you. We were just talking about your shitty audio. Young Katie. Is it me? Now that's better. Is, is it, it me? God. Yeah, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> young Katie, you're hanging on by a thread. Let me tell you. Uh, man, so, every day. Every, you know, we want to talk about this, you know, quote unquote, Fern and friends, but you, you messed up. You wrote attack your day. It was supposed to be attack attack, attack your day, which would have oh. made, which would have, which would have made the landslide more egregious than it already was. So I feel like, I yeah, was there, was there a person, Katie, that chose attack your day? Like one. Yeah. So I apologize then. I put I but I believe that attack your day with Ackerman and others sounds better than Ack Attack Your Day. But you know the that's the longest title <laughs> in the world. Ack Attack Your Day with Ackerman and others and his friends and level four <laughs> And level four. Um so some people, not some gonna people thought we were serious, by the way. They're like, Why are you gonna change the name? I'm like, We're not changing the name. It's, it's oh we're not? Gonna, I thought we were it's not it's not gonna be Fern and Friends. Although my wife did Jess was just like she's like, We are gonna mail Jay a fern plant and then we're just gonna call it between two ferns. I'm gonna send you one, bro. Well, now that I'm, I'm de decorating for those of you watching the video. Check out this LJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Macho Man action figure. If you grew up in the 80s like I did, you had this. I found it on eBay. I got down a toy rabbit hole recently where I'm looking for wrestling figures. So if you listen and you have wrestling figures, shoot me a You're also a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Shoot me a DM to my private Instagram. Don't yeah. infirm won't see it. Yeah, the, his 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 other Instagram handle is old guys that like toys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to take that one. Hey, Katie, what other what other names came about? Well, first there were eighty people total who took the poll. Um, Sixty-one voted for <laughs> Fern and Friends, and nineteen for Ac Ac Attack Your Day, but it was listed as Attack Your Day. So, um, yeah. for to be honest, surprise, 19 people voted. <laughs> I am too, actually. <laughs> if you would have said two, I would have been like, okay, that's what I would have expected. That's decent. Um, all right, so one, some additional write-ins were behind the fern. Um, best hour of distractions. Oh, good one. That was a good one. <laughs> um, one of them was Katie and Kinsman. So me, I I get top billing. There you go. <laughs> And then I've got to find one of them um, is PBS Pledge Drive to Buy Katie Legs. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, that was probably the best one. We can we can start a go we we can start a GoFundMe page. One uh, we have a um, I don't know how to like is it Katie Young Katie? You tell me this like women is it inappropriate to call them girls? I think it just depends on who you're talking to. Okay. If so we had a girl that joined, but she is a, a grown woman who has a job, right? But she <laughs> works for GoFundMe. So I can talk to her about setting up a, a GoFundMe page for your legs, Katie. Let's make sure, <laughs> let's get we see her and make sure she's not trying to pull a fast one and just raise money and split town and maybe yeah, sure yeah. has legs. Maybe yeah. she's got legs. You got me though. That's my that's my game. It's what I do. I convince people. I sit here. <laughs> there, there's a chance I'm gonna throw this out there. She has three legs, and the GoFundMe should be to have one removed. Oh, there you go. 
Time will and, tell. We'll see. Girls, yeah, I, I, th I don't think girls is uh, negative because boys is a negative, but it's like. Well, I never assume anything anymore, so. so Which is a good segue into today's show. Well, let me, I, I do agree with you, but I say guys a lot, referring yeah. to both women and men, and, and I think that's inappropriate. Why does the echo back, Katie? What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. One person votes for a new podcast name with you, and all of a sudden, <laughs> things just go south. This is what happens. You guys want Katie and the kids with it? Okay, enjoy listening to a podcast with an echo. Enjoy that. It's only when you're talking. <laughs> it is only. So. But actually, I take it back. People want to hear me twice. Leave the echo. Yeah, we doubt Leave it. Leave the echo. <laughs> so, yes, speaking of that segue, it's there, right? It's only when you're talking, though. Just by... No, there it is. Yep. Let's I see. don't hear your echo. Oh, and now Katie muted, so we don't hear either. Is it I'm... Katie? Is it oh, Katie? We want to hear you, Katie. We want to be able to talk to you. Yeah, but I, I'm I don't know what the. Right. I don't know. It's gone. Katie, Katie, we'll put you in contact with Young Jamie, and then he can teach you some things. <laughs> it's still better than Fern's Wi-Fi. But anyway, we, you and I. Have been Speaking of Wi-Fi, has my ever has my wife ever just dropped off completely in the middle of the podcast, or is that just you? That was unusual. Yeah, yeah. That was. But I blame Ross. But timely. Rod's um, a lot upstairs. She's like constantly streaming. She's taking a nutrition course. So she's always watching videos. You and I have been referring to a book titled The Four Agreements by Don Miguel. What's his last name? Cortez? Did I just make that up? I actually have no idea. What is it, young Katie? Oh, you got to be faster than this. What do you, yeah, what gotta, do you, you got to work on it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm I'm so slow. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz. Ruiz. Okay. So the four agreements, and it's perhaps one of the most you know referred to books on the show. And and I think the reason is because those four agreements can not only apply to your everyday life, and it's something I work really hard at in general to improve, but also to coaching and we've been referring to it quite a bit. So Fern, you want to, should we say the four rules, which we've said numerous times and then go over each one as it relates to coaching or yep. would you like to approach this? Uh, we could just list them first, right? So you know, the first one is be impeccable with your word. You know, um, number two, I forget how number two and number three goes. Number two, never assume or is number three, never assume. I think it, I think it goes, don't take it personally as two, never assume three, but it doesn't really. Okay. Matter. So whatever. Yeah. So it, don't take it personally is neither two is either two or three. And then uh, never assume is number three at that point. And then always do your best is number four. And I don't, they're so simple and so easy to apply on a daily basis. If you're thinking about, I just think since I've read that book, like the number of interactions on a given day that I will apply those to, you know, is it at minimum half a dozen. Well, and I mean, the more you interact with other human beings, I think the more you need it. But it happened to be something you threw out there in a book I read years ago, and then I reread it uh, probably six months ago. And it's just one of those things that when you when you have those four rules, those four agreements written down, and you, you realize every day you need to address them, every day, just in life. But but certainly when it comes when it comes to coaching. So so let's dig into it. You know, be impeccable with your word from a coaching perspective. What does that mean to you, Fern? Uh, so here's where I think that one is important because I, I think the the more serious topics people understand that, which is you know, you know, if you say you're gonna show up on time, and if you say that you're gonna do this project or whatever, or you say you're not lying or something like that, that that is accurate, right? So I, that is actually those are not the ones that I think are, are the ones that are typically violated, I guess, is the right term for that. Broken, I was having, violated. what's that? Whether it's broken or violated. Yeah, broken or violated. Like if people are just like, don't be a liar, right? Like I, I think that's a given. I think when, I think if you look at this at a little bit more granular level, this is where, and I've, and I've, I've done this with myself um, and then with people that I've worked with, I think the smaller ones that are seemingly benign 
are the ones that become problematic. So let's just say, let's give an example. So uh, at a co- you're at a coach's meeting and you're like, hey, let's get the, I'm making this up. So this is not a real thing. The um, let's get that email sent out uh, by tomorrow morning. And somebody's like, I'll take care of it. And then the morning comes around and it doesn't happen. You're like, hey, we didn't get that email. You're like, yeah, I'm sending it out right now, but it's in the afternoon and it goes out. And that would be an example of not intentionally, just kind of like ignorantly not being impeccable with your word, right? Meaning say, when you, if you say you're going to get it out in the morning, then get it out in the morning, right? Like, or if you say we're going to start and finish class on time, then start and finish class on time. Yeah, I think especially as a box owner we we fall into that trap of like wanting to appease not just your members but your coaching staff or even your significant other where you say things like i'll get this done i'll get that done i'll do it here i'll do it there and you don't and i think it's really important one thing i learned is there's a whole lot less hardship and a whole lot less stress when you just either say hey I'm not doing that. It's not important to me. Like that needs to be, I'll give you another great example. You know, you, we have a coaches meeting at the box I coach at and they're like, okay, when can you know this and that? I'm like, you need to be honest sometimes be like, Hey, this is not important to me. So if you want me to be there, this is, you know, from the coach's perspective, this is what needs to happen. Oftentimes you, you wind up agreeing to do something, saying you're going to do it, and then maybe you do follow through, but you're resentful of it. Mm-hmm. So I think being impeccable with your word works both ways. It's not just to the people you're giving it to, but it has to be to yourself, other. Like you and I are big proponents of if it's not a hell yeah, it's a no. And you know every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So being impeccable with your word applies to, you know I guess, to both directions, inwardly and outwardly. So I'll give you a perfect example. So I had to call uh, a mentor of mine or somebody that I look up to uh, very much because they had kind of handed me this project, if you will, a, a, a potential project. And I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. And, and it was involving somebody else. And they're like, hey, this, I can't do it. Could you help them out? And I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. And we had gone through it. And I was like, yeah, this is something I definitely think we can, we can do. And then several other things that were that were more of a priority that were directly related to like what I do here and, and the gym just sped up really fast. And I, so I had to call that person. I was like, Hey, I'm calling to apologize because you gave me that. And I dropped the ball on it. And I have to go to that person saying, Hey, I'm an asshole. I overcommitted on that. And I apologize. Like I, I just fucked up. So I'm sorry. So I had to call that person and say, Hey, number one, I don't, I did not mean to make you look bad. And I had to call the other person and say, Hey, I fucked up here. I overcommitted. I'm sorry. I can't do that. And that's an example of where I was just like, and I kind of knew when I rogered up to it, I was like, oh, that'll be a little bit of a stretch, but I could make it work. And I kind of knew that I was overcommitting at the time. And then it, and then I was correct. And so then I had to go back and, and readdress it, which is a topic in another book about um, uh, never split the difference and about like negotiating or, or like how to diffuse certain situations where somebody's going to be angry at you, which is just, just lead with I'm at fault. That's it. You know? So. I think, you know, I, I think being impeccable with your word is, I wouldn't say synonymous, but it has a lot of overlap with something that I've been wrestling with. And that is ego is the enemy. You know, a lot of times you wind up saying things or responding because you want to, right? So um, not just because you want to, because your ego gets in the way. And here's a great example uh, with Roz. You know, she doesn't listen to the show, so I can say whatever I want. But I was, um, I was like changing the baby or doing something and she's constantly telling me what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. And she was like, you're grumpy. And my response would have been something like, yeah, no shit, I'm grumpy because you're constantly telling me what I'm doing right or wrong with this baby. But it's just like, I, I, I heard her and just kept doing what I was doing, you know, where, and I think that's a tough thing for so many people. You know, there's, there's so many concepts we can go into, but, you know, the idea that we have two ears, one mouth, all those, you know, the, I, I read a lot about stoicism, constantly watching stoicism on YouTube and finding things that it's all about just like ego and when we respond to people, especially members at the gym, we respond. I mean, I wrote about in the book when I yelled about when I yelled at my members 
because they were complaining about the workout. And it was like, that was all ego. Like nowadays, it's nothing like that for me. And I think just whenever you're responding to someone, whenever you feel the temperature and the stress start to rise in your body, just think to yourself, like, why am I going to say what I'm about to say? What, right. what purpose and what good is it about to serve? Yeah, I think it's just one of these things where I think it's okay to let people know that you're not sure if you're going to, so you think about the number of things or, or, or yeah, just the number of things that a, a member or a coaching staff would ask an affiliate owner in a given day, you know, Hey, can we do this? What about that? Can you switch classes? Can you switch me on Friday? Can you take a look at the programming? Can you um, change that picture on social media? Cause I don't like, like all, whatever, all those things. And I think it's okay to be like, Hey, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that for you in a, in a timely fashion, at which point it's, it's not even important if we don't get to it right now, it's not necessarily super important anyway. It's important to you, but it doesn't mean it's important in the overall picture. And if we just get to tomorrow, then what's the point anyway? You know, cause it's, it's not pressing anymore. It's just like right now there's a pain point here that you're dealing with and, and you, for whatever reason, want to make that pain point, my pain point, not maliciously or anything like that, but that, that's just kind of what it is. I'm handing this off to you. So I don't think it's the way to be impeccable with your word is, and I, I, I referenced it earlier, but like, this is something that I'm still getting coached on is like, don't overcommit. Cause when you overcommit, you will inevitably violate your word. So as an, as an affiliate owner and as a coach, don't overcommit. Don't say that you can write somebody a program. If you're not going to have time to write them a program. It's so easy to overcommit as an affiliate owner. I mean, as any human being for that matter. And that's something that I've gotten better at just saying no. And also prioritizing, you know, I think, as an entrepreneur, it's very easy. You you know this about me, Fern. Like I want to keep my toes in all different buckets because you know, I think as an entrepreneur, you're always like, where's the next paycheck coming from? Like, mm -hmm. okay, I own a box. I do this, I do that. And then when you and I launched Affiliate U, that was when I was just like nothing else. I don't right. work anything else. I have a handful of nutrition clients still that I'm you know happy to work with, but I don't take on new ones. I don't you know, do programming for anyone. I coach a little bit at the local box to keep my skills sharpened. But I think that's an important aspect is you have to be willing to focus on, you know, if, if you're not focusing on this, you're getting distracted from the main thing. And like we've discussed, keep the main thing, the main thing. Right. And then one thing you kind of said that I want to touch upon was the ability to say, I don't know. I think that's important. Too many, too many people don't say, I don't know. That was hammered into me at the Naval Academy, to be honest with you, because it, it, if you were to bullshit somebody, man, there was a shitstorm coming your way because they, they already know as soon as you let something fly there. Um, so one of, you know, I think we've talked about this before, like one of the responses that you're allowed to give as a, as a plebe or a freshman is there's like five responses, but hey. is, I, is, I don't know. You know, like that's one of sir, I don't, sir or ma'am, I don't know, sir or ma'am, right? Like that, that is the one of the five acceptable responses for any given direction or question. And, you know, like that's one of probably one of the bigger things that ever took is just like being okay with saying, I don't know, and I'll go find out. Well, and, and if you think about it from a, from a box owner or a coach perspective, the value of that is, I don't know, I'll go find out. When you come back with a response, A, you've been impeccable with your word because you actually followed through what you said, but B, that person that you're giving this answer to now is like, oh, wow, they, they thought about me after that. There's a, th this is a very, unless, unless you were familiar with this kind of tactic or interaction, it, it, would, it would completely go under the radar for probably 99 of 100 people. So if we think about one of the most mundane, quick interactions in the affiliate, right? So let's just say you're coaching the air squat. And I say, hey, Jay, widen up your feet a little bit. And then your response is, do you think that's going to help my squat? To which I would be inclined to just say yes. Of course yeah. it is, right? Because I'm the coach. Um, I, at this point, because I know better, rarely say yes. My response is, I don't know. We're going to find out, right? So, yeah. hey, is that, is that going to help my squat? I don't know, but we're going to find out. So I need you to widen up your feet and then we're going to go with the better, same or worse. And this allows me to be impeccable with my word because going back to what I've said before, my job as the coach is to be right. 
And being right doesn't necessarily mean that I need to have the answer immediately. It means, it means that I need to be open about the interaction so that we can get to a better version of whatever this athlete is dealing with. So that would be like a very, very subtle, uh, you know, again, seemingly mundane interaction that would allow me to be impeccable with my words. Just say, hey, I actually don't know, but we're going to find out. So, so if we were going to kind of throw like a subcategory to be impeccable with your word, let's throw a couple things out there. One, you know, that's both externally and internally. To right. being willing to say I don't know. Would you would you add anything else to that? Don't overcommit. Don't overcommit. I like it. Right. Because it if you overcommit essentially you're gonna wind up not being impeccable with your word. So keep the main thing the main thing. All right. Moving on to number two. Let's go with don't take things personally because I, I believe it's don't think take take things personally. Yeah, and I think that is um a tough one for a coach. Let's go with the two probably most frequent ones that, that a coach or an affiliate or deal with that by and large, we will take them personally. Number one, complaints about the programming. Number two, so-and-so shows up late all the time. And I would, I would throw in another one that we've been kind of digging into lately. So-and-so doesn't listen to you about scaling. Right. Right. So those are the three one that like you, you, you could probably deal with at least one of those on a daily basis as an affiliate owner and a coach. Yeah. And, and I mean, you have a subcategory of just like random complaints. Right. Again, like so-and-so is unhappy or like it's just whatever. And, um, and this is something, this is kind of a Gary V thing, which is just a taper your expectations, lower the expectations for the people. And it sounds, it sounds pessimistic, but it's really not right? By lowering the expectation of what I expect of everybody really is acknowledging that most of our expectations of the people around us are, are egregiously out of whack that we expect everybody to be super in tune with what we're doing, to be 100% punctual all the time, to be fully attentive to what's happening and to always take our, our feelings into consideration, which is if, when you say it out loud, it sounds insane. Like that's just not the real world. Um, so just take a second to, to think, if that person shows up late, don't assume that they're showing up late because they're lazy and they don't give a shit about time. Maybe they have four kids. Maybe they have twins. Maybe their husband is on deployment. Maybe there was a traffic accident or a series of traffic accidents on the way to the gym, right? If it's the programming, never assume that they just want to poke you in the eye. Assume that they, you know, like, or don't assume they might have, they might have some sort of uh, lack of confidence with regard to doing certain things in the gym and they want to have those things fixed. So, you know, one thing that I improved on <clears throat> over the years is that idea that you just said about being late. We, you know, so many, the biggest mistake, not biggest mistake, but a mistake box owners and coaches make is okay. You're late. We're punishing you. We've and talked about this at nauseum. Yeah. I mean, right? the old burpee punishment and, no one likes being late. No one is showing up to class five minutes late. My mom does. Yeah, my mom's just my mom's been late for sixty-seven years. Yeah. But is she? Does she get stressed about it, or does she just no. show up late? No, I don't think she's ever been stressed about it. But you know, most people they're God showing up to class because of one of the examples you've given. You know, their child, their traffic, and you know they get stuck at work, and it's like okay. They realize at some point, oh, my boss just kept me for an extra 10 minutes. I'm going to be late. The alternative is waiting for an hour. And I can't do that because I have to get home for all these other obligations I have. So they're showing up stressed. And then you're saying, hey, not only are you stressed, now let's embarrass you, make you, you know, make you do burpees, et cetera. So those of you that listen to the show know that's, that's not something we recommend. We highly you know, encourage you not to do that. But now that I've got a kid, you realize how easy it is to be late. Oh yeah. Just getting out of the house is a 45 minute evolution. Long gone are the days of like, I'm going to go to the store and you grab your keys and you just walk out. Have you seen that? There's a, there's an old stand up comic who who's, he's talking about that, the difference between people with kids and no kids. He's like, if people with kids, like look at people with no kids with disdain, they're like, let's, you know, like, let's go out tonight. Oh, you're just going to go out to dinner tonight. Huh? You know, <laughs> It's must so be true. nice. It must is be nice. So true. You know, so I hear it's anyone tell me they don't have enough time or they're busy these days without kids. I'm like, 
you, it's like it's like Billy Madison where it's like stay in the third grade. Like that's what you want to tell them. Like don't have kids. I think it's either that or it's either that or I'm just like you lazy piece of shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. So don't don't take it personally when when someone's late. That's a big. I think if you can just make that switch in your head and, and welcome someone in, like, hey, you're late. Come on in. We're, we're really glad you made it. I don't even ask why you're late. It doesn't matter to me. You're it's irrelevant. There. You know, and then certainly there's a there's a cutoff time in the workout where you're not going to be able to keep them safe. But rarely is it beyond five minutes. You know, you're typically still at the whiteboard. People are strolling in. It might force them to ask you an additional question because they missed something. Answer it. No big deal. The other, the other thing that is worth discussing here is that when when you do take take things personally or when you allow things to become personal that that quite frankly shouldn't be there is a carryover effect to my interactions with other people namely my coaching staff or the other people in the gym so if i if i do take it personally now i'm in a shitty mood and now i'm going to not interact the way that i should or have empathy or be impeccable with my word out of frustration because emotion can make us irrational and, 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 and really mess with decision-making. So think about that. You're like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to take it personally because that has a secondary or tertiary effect. If I do take it personally, rather than just saying, Hey, I don't know why they're late. It doesn't matter. They're here. It's good to see you and then move on. Or, you know, somebody comes in to, and, and they're like, Hey, everybody hates the program. We know it's not everybody, you know, and, and you're just like, okay, what, rather than take it personally, because we would be inclined to just fly off the handle, be like, well, they don't fucking know shit about programming. And they're like, well, they, and they only come twice a week and they missed all the days they wanted to do that. Just be like, what are they unhappy about? What do they want? Right. And cut right to, and go directly into, you know, again, going back to never split the difference, which is like immediately like try to address what you think the fear are is like are they do they not like the programming because they are afraid that they're not going to be able to do muscle-ups by the open okay well let's address that maybe that's what they're maybe that's what they're afraid of it's not the programming it's that they have their own fear about not being successful when a when 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 event or something like that comes up because they they want to do better so i can address that head on by not taking it personally you know which leads to the third one about never assume never assume why somebody is is doing that yeah there's there's a ton of overlap here between don't take it personally and never assume right and what i was going to add to don't take it personally but can be applied to the don't assume is the adage that we talk about at seminars is you never know what someone is going through right you know and and this is i got this from the uh from jason barnes who's a member of mine who owns two chick-fil-a's and that's one of their mottos is like don't never assume what the person at the window or at the counter has going on in their life. I've been on the phone recently where they can't hear the baby screaming because I'm constantly muting it. And, you know, I probably come off like abrupt or, or blunt with them where I'm just like, I'm just trying to get off this phone because I got a baby screaming. Right. So it's, you, you can't assume that I'm in a bad mood or that I don't want to talk to you or that I'm not interested in what you're saying. It's just simply, Hey, I got to deal with this thing. I got to deal with this baby monster. The, the, the never assume could probably most uh, aptly be applied to the, to the so-and-so doesn't want to scale. That's, a, that's an assumption that they don't want to scale. I mean, there's so many things between the, you know, getting that information out and them wanting to scale that we leaped right over. Either uh, I didn't give the whiteboard brief correctly. Like we didn't do an appropriate warm-up. We didn't do a test round. They don't understand what the stimulus of the workout is. They've never been taught that, you know, if you lay out all of those things and you're like, I mean, it's highly likely that at least one of those didn't happen. At which point would it even be reasonable to assume that they would scale? Yeah. I mean, and flip it back on you, right? My buddy, Chad, who introduced me to CrossFit used to say to me, when you point, your finger, you have three pointing right back at you. And oftentimes it's like, we're assuming by pointing at this person, they don't want to scale. When in reality, maybe you didn't do a good job briefing what that scale, maybe they're like, okay, I am scaling. Or, or right. maybe you said, okay, we're doing grace today. It's 30 reps. 
you need to be able to do at least five unbroken at 135 or 95. Cool, check, I can do that once, right? Not six more times or five more times. So it, did you do a good enough job explaining what you want them to do? And, and or, you know, never assume, okay, my buddy's doing this or I'm, my buddy, you know, a lot of people are doing the same programming around the world, whether it's hand plan or NC or any of that. And I want to compete with my buddy. And I didn't make that clear that they also do this, you know, but that's what makes it fun for me. You know, so there's, yeah, I, I agree. You know, lately I've been digging into that idea of the stimulus and, and, and talking to people about it. And I think it's, it's got to be looked at from the perspective of you're the coach. Are you doing a good enough job with it? I think if you rephrased it, 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 it would lend itself to a little bit more empathy. So instead of, so if you're thinking they don't want to scale, the, replace that statement with they don't understand and then teach them. Very, I mean, very rarely, I mean, if you think about CrossFit as a whole, like very rarely are people resistant to learning new things. Like it just, it, you, those are not the people that stick around in CrossFit. There's so many things to learn that you couldn't possibly immerse yourself into this thing that is CrossFit and be resistant to learning things. Like it would be very, very odd. Um, and, and you would, you would self-select out of the community is what I would tell you. So I would say that it's not that they don't want to, it's that they probably don't understand what is supposed to happen. So then whose fault is that? Well, then that's probably my fault. I should probably rethink how I brief or rethink how I do the loading or rethink how the test round is run or any number of things. Um, because people ask me that there are people resistant to scaling in your gym. And the answer is no. Now it doesn't well, mean they didn't used to be, but we understood that we were not doing things that would lend itself to people understanding what was supposed to happen. And it wasn't their fault. They didn't want to scale. They didn't understand. Well, and something you just said, that's true is, just because they don't do it right the first time, a lot of coaches then go back, you know, going back to agreements one, two, and three, they take it personally, they assume they're assholes, and, you know, going back to being impeccable with your word, hey, I told you this is the stimulus, and this that's, that is being impeccable with your word, following up, they, they are most likely not doing it, but now you are not approaching them and saying, hey, I see you've got 135 on the bar, I think this is going to take you longer than seven, eight minutes, whatever you've told them the stimulus is for Grace or Isabel or any given workout. I'd love to see you go 115 and challenge yourself, you know, but, but do the first 15 reps unbroken. Yeah. You know, and we all know if you could do that with 115, it's going to hurt way more, way more than 135 singles and dropping, you know, something that really helped me as well with the not assuming. So for those of you that follow Fern on social media, jfern three, a lot of, lot of uh, political posts go down in those stories. And which uh, David Marmon posted in the, in the comments about the, the sitting on the GHD. He was like, oh, I was like, what am I going to post for my, for my next political propaganda? And I was like, oh, I got, I got tons. And, and, and well, and, and for the listeners, so they don't, so they understand, I don't disagree. I don't agree. I don't really, I'm not educated enough in politics to, to care, not to care, to, to be intelligent in my responses, nor to care. But when all of the all political stuff was going down with the election and Trump, people reach out to me, Fern, you know this, and they're like, how do you deal with Fern? Like people reach out to me about that. And I was like, well, one, it, it doesn't impact me what he thinks about politics, you know? Fact. So, but then this is really how I started to think about it. I'm like, Let's just, using names, I don't want to say you're Trump, you're not, but let's just use names, it's easier. Trump's a diehard, I'm sorry, Fern's a diehard Trump supporter, which I don't know, I don't even know to be honest if that's true. I'm going to get some serious hate mail. At no, this but point, I'm just you know. throwing it out there to make this conversation make sense. Right. So-and-so, it doesn't matter, Colin Fern is a diehard Trump supporter. You're a diehard Biden at the time, this other person. And right. said, How, what do you feel about this guy? Well, I feel this and I feel this and I feel strongly about this and I feel that way. And, and all the, this is why I support him and I hope he gets elected. And then I said, cool. That's exactly how Fern feels about Trump. And it was like, they couldn't grasp that. Like, or, and I, some of these, I know what you're talking about, or there were assumptions made about how, what, how I actually view things. Yeah, well, that's right. Like it's social media, Twitter, all these things. It's it's quite possibly the worst medium for communicating any thought ever. 
Whoa. This is much better. Like it, you know, very few people, I, I'll be very candid with you. Very few people that I, that, that sit however far across the spectrum from I, where I am. If we sit down and have an at length conversation, do they feel the same afterwards? Because they've made in a lot of assumptions about how I feel about certain things. And I know people don't believe me, but like, I'm kind of in the middle. Like if no, you lined I, up all of the topics, like I'm kind, I'm pretty much dead center. And that's, and that's where I can also speak from. I'm like, look, no different than what we post on the best hour or I post on my personal. It's like, there's always hyperbolic statements because that's what social media is. I, I don't draw you in by saying, Hey, I like these policies from Trump and I like these policies from Biden. And by the way, I also like these from the green party or whatever parties are out there. But my point right. was when I started to look at things as wait, that person feels as strongly about their belief as I do about mine. And then I was like, that's interesting. And I think most people don't ever stop and look at it from that perspective. Well, and so this is how, this is kind of how you loop this in, which is the, where the assumptions happen or what I like to call the big leaps which is I see how you feel about this one thing and then make assumptions about how many other things past that that are either slightly related or not related at all, you know? So you could do that about anything, right? Just be like, Hey, I, the, the, and, and understanding like, Hey, how somebody feels about one thing is not how they feel about everything. And, and the lack of nuance with regard to that or the over assumption that look, well, listen, if you're for, I mean, you could pick any, you know, um, pretty hyperbolic or, or, or polarized topic and, and just say, well, if that's how they feel about that, well, then I know exactly where they sit uh, politically. And it's like, mm, maybe not, probably not, actually. You know, most people, what I find is are, are not anything that would resemble social media. Most people are pretty milk toast. You know, the average yeah. person is like, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. And I kind of disagree with you on that. I'm like, yeah, I feel the same way. Cool. Let's go about our day. And, and I just think it comes down to, you know, communication for a lot of this, right? It goes back to the, you know, if we're going to tie this back into coaching, we're assuming this person's being a jerk for no reason, not looking at it like, Hey, a, they don't want to be a jerk and right. B, they don't know any better or, or ultimately see, they feel strongly about this. Like, I really believe I could do this at 135, right? You right, know, it's right. a coach. There's not a chance in hell you're going to be able to do that. But, but we've all seen it where it's like those members, they think that. And then, and that's where at times you just have to let them crash and burn. Maybe not crash and burn, crash but, and burn but like, but like late, like, let, them, let them learn. And, and be there to be the safety net, which is like if the point they've decided like, oh, all right, I really kind of fucked this up. <laughs> yeah. Be there to help them up and keep them moving instead of be like, I told you so. Like that would be that would be incorrect, which is like it's one of those things where like I know this is going to happen. I'm not going to be like I told you so. In round three, they're going to start tripping the bar down, at which point I will just walk over there, help them strip, strip the bar down and put the weights away and then encourage them to keep moving. And then we'll talk about it afterwards. And I, and we won't, and I won't say, I told you so. What I'll probably say is because I'm not going to assume that they knew that was going to happen. I'm going to be like, Hey, that was a great decision. That was right. You should, you should have stripped the bar. That was a fantastic decision. I'm glad you did that. Well, and I, you know, I posted something recently about tough conversations or it's necessary to have strong relationships. And I think that's what it comes down to being able, because I have people at the box here that I coach, I'd be like, you fucked up, bro. Like that, <laughs> right? Like you can have that conversation. Like I got one guy at the box, Tori, that I really, you know, I wouldn't say it to his face, but I like him. He, you know, we clicked on day one, but we have that like ball busting relationship. And there was one workout. This is like months and months ago where like he had one rep left and he just failed it. It was like a push press, I think. <laughs> And I, I, and I remind him, I'm like, remember that time you broke like mentally? Cause I beat him by like three seconds on the workout. <laughs> um, but you know, you have those relationships and then you have the relationships with, you know, a 60 year old woman who you're like, Hey, I'm glad you tried that. I'm glad you stripped it. Here's what right. I think you could have done. And, and then, you know, making, and also giving them that opportunity to learn like, Hey, if you would have started with this weight, think about how fast you would have run. Cause you were already exhausted by the time we stripped to it. Right. And 
again, I, this is, I get things a good segue, which is all of these things are wrapped up in the fourth one, which is do your best. And this is something I know for a fact. I talk to affiliate owners all the time. One of the, and coaches who are afraid to teach something because they're like, I don't know. I'm freaked out. I don't know. I'm not good enough yet. So I'm just not going to teach it or box owners who don't do a task because it's not going to be perfect. And it, it lacks the understanding of nobody expects you to be perfect. It's also not realistic that you get this right the first time, this very complex issue that has a lot of moving parts and is a very long-term plan. Just do your best. You know, I was talking to somebody, um, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, and it was just like, oh, I'm really having trouble like doing the attendance reports. And I just, I haven't done it yet because I know there's people missing on it. And I said, listen, just do it and reach out to the ones that you got. It's like, this is very, uh, you know, analogous to the nutrition thing. It was like, well, if I can't do it hundred percent all the time, then I'm just not going to do it. It's just like, no, no, no. You're, you're foregoing the fact that 80% is pretty damn good. And it's a starting point. Do your best. Box owners get crushed by this. And this is where they get stagnant because they, they, they are making again, the big leap from where they are to the finished product and fast forwarding through all of the learning process and the and the just doing a little bit better every single day to get to whatever that end state is that they've defined. And just being okay with just saying, do your best. Just try hard. Like it doesn't matter. Just try hard and do your best. And something we've discussed recently in that is finding the smallest possible thing you can do to move forward. Like you said, if I can't be 100% invested in my nutrition, I'm not gonna do it at all. Well, can you just have a glass of water and a healthy breakfast, even if the rest of your day is hot dogs and donuts? Fine, you did a little bit better. You did your best in that moment. So it doesn't have to be, well, if I can't do this entire project, like let's break it down into what's the smallest thing. And one thing that I've done with that is kind of, once I break that down figuring out, okay, what do I need to accomplish today to move that forward, to feel successful? Yeah, you know? I think, the, go ahead. Well, no, it's just often not nearly as daunting. Yeah, I can't run, I can't run this report because these people and that, but run what you can and do what you can. And, and, and for a lot of these things, in addition to that is just being present in whatever you're doing in that moment. For so many of us, it's, like I, I literally, as I was saying, I got a notification on my watch and it's like, okay, I can check that or I can be present in this. And part of doing your best is I'm coaching for this hour. My phone's down or I'm, you know, spending time with the family, my phone, you know, really for most of us, it's your phone is down or notifications are off, but being present in whatever it is you're doing in that moment. And, and for box owners, you know, whether it's like, hey, I, I, I end up doing nothing because I, I find re, re, figuring out what a good retention plan is going to be to be overwhelming. And I don't know anything about sales and I hate it because it feels sticky and I hate programming and the schedule is a mess and everybody at the gym is upset because it's dirty. And just you could just keep stacking these things up. Just pick one and do your best. Just do your best. Make some sort of incremental 1% improvement every single day. You keep stacking 1% day over day and you get to a pretty good product fairly quickly. So, you know, whether it's that or coaching, be like, "Well, I just really struggle with the progressions." I'm like, "Do your best. Like, try it. Try that progression." Guess what? Again, the attention span of the general public today is about 4.5 milliseconds. No, everybody's going to forget. Just try your best. Try it out. If it doesn't work, refine it. You're one step closer to a finished product or a better product or a more polished product. Just do your best. And one thing that I, 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 I which I think is just a stark contrast from social media and the internet is that in the real world, in personal interactions, people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, I think when, when somebody recognizes this in other people, all of these things, they give you the benefit of the doubt because they realize essentially you are just trying to do your best. And you, you could apply it to so many things, but even these days, when if I ask somebody to do something like you, for example, I might be like, Fern, I've got this great idea on this great project. And you're like, no, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right. It, it, initially your reaction is, you feel your temperature rise, like I said, your stress. And I'm like, okay, let's think about it. 
Fern is, you know, trying to be impeccable with his word in the sense that he knows if we commit to this, it's not going to happen. And then lastly, he's trying to do his best for many other things and is aware that if he adds one more thing to his plate, he's no longer not only going to do his best with this new project, but probably anything else going on in his life, be a husband, be a father, be a box owner, et cetera. You know, then you can always, you know, the assumption part, don't assume, you know, I have a project I really want to work on and you don't want to do it yet. Well, that's where I was going to go is I, I, I was, because I know where you're at, but I also didn't say no. Right. right. And, and I, I can said, assume you're just saying no to be a jerk or you don't like it. It's right. like, no, if I actually stop, I can actually assume in a positive direction, which we don't do often. I'm like, hey, Fern really likes this idea, but he wants to do it really well. Right. And, and, and saying, assuming, not assuming that I don't want to do it or just saying, maybe he just doesn't want to do it right now. Or like, maybe it's number one on my list. And if I, I can't assume that it's number one on his list, cause it's actually number seven on his list. And I can't assume that you're just like, Hey, we're going to jut this right to the front of the line and skip everything that we're currently working on. And just say, cool, I get it. I'm on board. Can we just move that? Because we already have other, you know, um, irons in the fire. So I'm on board. Let's do that. But like, just for the collective good of everybody involved, let's just table it for right now and revisit it and then do it really well at a time that works better so that we can provide a really good product or a really good value to people. And again, that goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's just like, it's okay to say no or not right now, or I don't know. And, and then table it. And then, you know, there are times to just say no. You know, like if somebody's just like, hey, dude, you, th you know, like this is a, like telemarketers as a personal and you like you don't want to tell a telemarketer no. And so you kind of like string it along and you're just like, ah, the guys are trying to be nice to me. And when you should be able to listen, dude, I'm not buying it. So I don't want to waste your time. Let's not waste my time. Just be like, oh, no, I really think you're like, nope, just telling you, bro, it's not going to happen. They're like, all right, thanks for your day. And I'm like, cool. Thank you. And I didn't have to be a dick. I didn't have to assume this guy was sleazy. Right. And I, and I was doing my best to try to be nice to them, even though this is the worst time you could possibly call me. Cause I got five people lined up outside the office. They're all mad about something, you know, and it's just like, cool. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to let those people affect my interaction with this person on the phone or let this person on the phone affect my interaction with the people waiting outside my office. And then just to tie it all together, I can't assume young Katie purposely sabotaged the title of the podcast because you, you know, I feel like, you know, you and her in cahoots, you kind of face me. But I could do my best to make sure that she does sabotage that in my direction. There's layers to this. <laughs> There's layers to this. And, but ultimately, it's up to me if I take it personally, which I did. I took it very personally. I think you guys are assuming wildly that uh, you're not, that you're in control of the situation when it's really me. It's Katie and Kinsman. <laughs> This is like Inception. How many dreams deep are we right now? Yeah, we yeah. are like eight layers deep. And really, this is Katie's podcast. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All coming together. My plan is playing out. Coming together. Well, well, go ahead. You can wrap if it up. You like the discussion on the four agreements, check it out. I'm sure Katie will drop the link somewhere, which we make zero dollars if you purchase this book or if you find it on YouTube or you Google something. But you mean honestly you don't have to read the book if you listen to this podcast if you just listen to this podcast again and you'll be fine would you agree depends on what we're talking about well i'm just saying i think we did a really good job covering it especially as it relates to the idea of coaching but really coaching is just indicative and a small component of what you're doing in your everyday life you're just you know we we had a dog trainer over i think i've mentioned it and i was like you're just coaching that's all you're doing like it's the same exact thing we do, you know, with fitness, with, with dogs, right. with kids, it's all the same thing. And if you can have these four agreements kind of at the front, you're going to be successful. Is that it? Oh, fucked it up. Now I got to close it. All right. You so. know, cause I don't, I don't often close it. I like to let you close. Right. I know. It's, all right. I was trying to, yeah. I was trying to bring you in. I was trying to make you a part of the podcast. Cause you're just kind of like the sidekick, but we and let me, well, let me give it, you know, Stephanie from Hawaii said, you know, it's Fern ending it when Fern is ranting is all great. But listen, Steph, it's me. I hit the button. I hit the stop. <laughs> I, I hit the button. Right. So uh, let me wrap this up for everybody. Uh, here, here, and here's actually where I think this is important. The 
it, because we like to tout community, right? Like if you can interweave the four agreements into how you interact with your coaching staff, how you interact with your members, your coaches will start to do it. Your members will start to get in on that. And that I promise you will lend itself to the strong community that you want to have and that you like to, to brag on. So dive into that. Um, it's like I said earlier, it is very easy and very practical to apply every single day because you're just going to get presented with a ton of scenarios in which you can immediately identify, Hey, I should practice one of these or multiple of these four agreements as we go through. So dive in, uh, you know, send Jay some love on Instagram because he feels bad about losing the poll. Uh, but at the end of the day, that was a shit name anyway. Thanks everybody for listening to <laughs> Jason Ackerman, level four coach. Peace. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, Hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. WheelPay.